You are listening to You Heard It Here, second episode 41. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. We are going to review Lost, season one, episode two, which aired yeah. uh, probably 10 years ago. We didn't review episode one, and we're not going to. We just would like to review episode two. Derek and Steve present. I bet the dog has something to do with it. I bet uh, yeah, Vincent's Vincent, really Yeah, yeah, Vincent's the dog. He's cool. Steve Smith Sr. Give I have me, no idea. Give me Steve Smith Sr. Correct. Correct. Big, what? big money, Murph. Wow. That was so... a complete <laughs> You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 41 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? Derek, not much. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It is Halloween when we are recording this. It's not Halloween when everyone out there is listening, but, but it's okay. It still counts. a happy Halloween to all our listeners. Hope everything was as spooky as you would like it to be yeah yeah whatever level of spooky whatever level want. of spooky is your level of spooky that's what i hope well, it was. well what's your level of spooky that you look for on halloween an 8.8 .8. out of 10 out of 10 that's a good that's a good, that's I'm, a good I'm, a, I'm high spook high spook, spook level yeah yeah what are that's you a good I, I would say like maybe an 8.5 wow pretty, pretty pretty same pretty much like pretty close to you high spookiness levels here yeah it's a high it's a spook it's a very spooky show yeah you know? my other holidays are pretty low on the spooky yeah scale. yeah i'm not really looking for like a spooky christmas yeah you know spooky easter yeah no. spooky arbor day yeah arbor day is pretty up there though yeah yeah, yeah. that's true that's like true a five that's true but in general halloween's probably the holiday i choose to make the spookiest i think out of yeah all of them. it's definitely top three yeah top th yeah yeah well yeah I agree. We can debate the top three later. Okay. Um, all right. So episode 41, uh, we're climbing up there. We're getting close to 50. We've been talking about 50 for a while. Well, actually, we talk about 100 usually, but we're not even close to 100. So We can um, talk about whatever number you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so 50 is coming up soon. So we'll 50 is coming 50. up. I will say this. this there's, including this one, there's one, two, three, four, five episodes until our one-year anniversary. There we November go. November 28th will be the one-year Right. So five weeks from now, I don't know what we're going to do to celebrate, but we will have one year of podcasting under our belts. Yeah. And we've gotten significantly the same. <laughs> we haven't gotten any better, any worse. But I, I really enjoy the idea of the one year. So yeah, we'll have to do yeah. something exciting. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw like a massive party that everyone's invited to or something. And live podcast. Yeah. And live podcast from it. So. Uh, so if you have any ideas for the one year anniversary celebration, please let us know. We should throw a party. We should. That'd be fun. Okay. That'd be fun. A live podcast party. Podcast party. I don't know how well that would work to live podcast during the party, but we could take some. We can take we, some. You know, you gotta get one of those sound recorders. We can take some recordings. We gotta get. Them. Yeah, we, yeah. That's what we'll do. We'll have a. We'll have a, a podcast party, and we'll get all sound clips for the. No podcast. one will attend a podcast party if we call it that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But we'll call it that, like internally in our planning. Like if okay. we were like a, if we were like a company cool. and we were planning, you know. Cool. Um, so we'll so do that. Five weeks. We'll do that five weeks from now, uh, and we'll get some details about that. But also, if you have ideas, let us know. We've had some good fan uh, participation of late. Yeah, I think good because feedback. of our because of our addition of some new segments that are now becoming regular segments. As we mm -hmm. have two more today, um, and it looks like we're we're rolling with these. So we yeah. have people lining up to be guests, which we wanted. Please continue to do that uh, if you're listening. Uh, let us know if you want to get in, get in queue to be a game a game show contestant. And we, you can pick them. when you te when yeah. you tell us pick whether you want to play Know Your Tens or Who Done Did It. And and you can even pick sort of a rough category. Like you can't be like. 
I want you to ask me who the top 10 scorers in the NBA were. And, uh, you know, because then you'll, that, Look that's cheating, yeah. right? But you could say sports. Right. You could say NBA. sports or pop culture or movies or, or songs. Like, like Lauren played the songs game. Like, we could do that. We'll pick 10 new songs for you. So, um, so yeah, just let us know and you get to pick. So, uh, we have two more of those coming up today. Uh, but first, we'll get to our new leading segment that we're, we've been doing for the last few weeks, which is the BC update. Uh, so we'll start. I'll let you uh, t- let you take the first point, sure. which is on this BC gold situation uh, that maybe is developing a little bit, and we could have some news next it's week potentially. Si- it's definitely a situation. <laughs> um, so we've been in contact with the uh, alumni group at BC, and I've said this on uh, previous podcasts, so I won't go too far into it. But we've basically got a call with them tomorrow to see um, where we can take this, whether or not we want to uh, collaborate in any way. Uh, they can give us some information that we can spread out to the gold alumni or or maybe get sponsored, whatever. Whatever they have in mind, we, we don't know yet, and we won't know until tomorrow. Or if you're listening on, t- on Tuesday, it will be today. Um, so that's tomorrow at 12. Real excited about that. We'll kind of see what they have to say. We're not really sure where what their ideas are, but we know what we'd like to do. We'd like to make it a bit more targeted and focused and maybe get some uh more fans from the bc fan base yeah definitely and kind of it's the same thing we've been mentioning before there's overlap you know we talk about bc you know a decent amount we would like to talk more about some of the events that are going on we don't necessarily go to all the events we don't even know about all the events so i don't um, even know about any any events events. (laughs) yeah yeah for the most part um and so yeah it'll be a good uh way to kind of tie together some some viewership circles out there um so that could be good so uh, moving to a BC topic for now, and you know, the last few weeks we've sort of mentioned that we were going to brush over sports, but we have some good sports news this we week. We actually finally. have good sports news. Um, Boston College football defeats NC State for its first ACC win in almost two years. It had been November 2014 was the last one. I think it was a 12-game losing streak that is snapped with a with what I'm surprised to say a good win, like a like a pretty good football game. Uh, some obviously some sloppiness at times, you know, that wasn't perfect, but overall some good signs from a team that looked like they were a, a halfway decent football team. Yeah, on it was it was weird watching it because, and I hate to say it like this, but the coaching wasn't terrible, yeah. which is why we won the game. <laughs> like we had we had average play, we had good play calling actually. There, there yeah. were times play when calling was yeah, it was good play calling, and usually we we line up in third down and and run goal line halfback drop the or halfback dive of the middle and get zero yards so mm. this time we were doing on third downs we were doing um, shovel passes. shovel passes we were doing short quick pass like something to get the team in rhythm yeah and we haven't had that the entire year so it was really nice to see a team that looked like they knew what they were doing or at least had planned out three or four plays in advance yeah rather than just winging them at the at the time right and and there were still there were still stretches of of uh head scratching you know there, there were stretches when they didn't even have jeff smith on the field after he was making explosive plays and there were there were a few times they reverted back to that that really boring play calling of running into the line but in general um you know we saw a couple trick plays we saw a few reverses we saw a Reverse running pass. a running bass a running back pass for a touchdown mm-hmm. uh on a on sort of a kind of like a triple option play almost um, we saw them get Jeff Smith in space, which is the most it's, important thing. It's incredible how me and you could have said that at the beginning of the season. Hey, <laughs> yeah. by the way, we should get this guy the ball every single time we can. He's yeah. our only chance to win. Yeah. It's similar to the Tyler Murphy effect. Yeah, like he if he's what you have, just ride him in, until. You, I mean, he's a you need to tailor the playbook you, exactly. Him. Like make the make the players work for you, not 
them work into this system that yeah. that doesn't work for them. Yeah, and and the funniest thing about that is I was reading an interview I think uh, about when Patrick Tolles transferred here, and, and I even saw the same sentiment with one of their uh, true freshman quarterbacks that they have, Anthony Brown, who's a big prospect for them, who might be one of the quarterbacks of the future. Um, and what a lot of these recruits have preached about the BC coaching staff is their ability to mold the offense around a guy. And and going into this year, that actually made sense. Like that yeah, actually had Murphy. happened yeah. with Andre Williams, but the year before when they just were a pro style running offense around this Heisman candidate. And then the next year, they're an option running offense around the quarterback. Like for, for all the things that we've criticized Adazio and the coaching staff for, they had done a great job at that point with those guys. And then this year to see how they just have not been able to adapt this at all around their best players on offense Mm-mm. has been frustrating. But they did it uh, this past week on Saturday, and they in in doing so they may have discovered their second best offensive player in their tight end Tom Sweeney. Yeah, who is has he been playing the entire year? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard the name, so I think he has been in and out of some games. But this kid was phenomenal on yeah. Saturday. A few. It's. I know I say this a lot, but it's so dumb that we have to say this out loud. But. <laughs> He made a few catches, which is why he's so good. Like a lot of our, we've never, we haven't had a pass catching tight end in years. I don't years. remember the last. Yeah. Time. So yeah. the fact that this kid made at least, I mean, he made a, a couple great plays, but he made one spectacular catch yeah. where he he dove and bobbled the ball and yeah. caught it in traffic, uh, and just that alone was game changing. I was like, holy crap, we yeah. have someone wow. on the team who can make yeah. an, a difficult catch, <laughs> and he's a tight end. So yeah. I mean. It kind of suits what they would like to have done, have a big bulking offensive line yeah. and a tight end who can run out and catch mid-level passes. Yeah. Um, but we need, you're right, we need to get Jeff Smith the ball yeah. in space anytime we can. Certainly. And so uh, obviously some promising signs there. And Tommy Sweeney, by the way, a sophomore. So a lot of, a lot of young players in this team, Jeff Smith being a sophomore, Sweeney a sophomore, uh, the running backs are all sophomores pretty much. Well, the two main ones, Hilleman and Devon Jones are sophomore and true freshmen. So... There are a lot of players in this team that have been getting experience but are still young enough that they should be in the program for a few more years. So, again, we always are the blindest of optimists uh, around this program. But a good win on Saturday, and I'm not I'm not in the spin zone enough yet to say that there's a chance this weekend, but it, <laughs> no. it's, it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the year if they can at least play like that. If, if they can play that way, then they'll stay somewhat competitive against Louisville, and they have a chance to win their two remaining winnable games, which are not Louisville and FSU, uh, yes. which are against UConn and Wake Forest. They win those two games. They're in a bowl. It's a meh 6-6 six and six bowl season, but at least it's a good turnaround at the end of the year if you can finish that way. If you can finish, and it's huge because it, the fans believe Adazio is playing for his job. Yeah. They, this should be the season where like, if he doesn't make a bowl, it's, it's pretty incredible because yeah. we have a really bad schedule. Mm-hmm. If he makes a bowl, there's some positives going into the offseason. We're getting a few good players back. That whole fire Dazio thing might fade away, it and probably will subside a little. And we'll if be able to that. at least consider yeah. seeing how the the season ends. And if we if we compete against Florida State That's and Louisville, which we can, they're two great teams. And if we compete against them, no one really expects to win. Yeah, but That's the that thing. could that could change. I don't know what, I, what the fans are at least thinking about the team right now. Yeah, I think the bar to subside the fire Dazio talk is just above making a bowl game. I, I mean. They, they can go out there and they can beat UConn and Wake Forest. And those are two pretty... I mean, the, Wake Forest isn't terrible this year. So those would be two good wins to, to make a bowl game. 
But if they get their doors blown off by Louisville and FSU and they're not competitive at all, like I'm like the same way they played Clemson, they may not be right. They I mean, may very exactly. well not be. right. And and I think that if they can't be at least a little competitive, then you're still going to hear a ton of the fire Dazio. And and I'll probably still be on board with the fire Dazio. I mean, because we can't be we can't forget that at the beginning of this year, if you said six and six, it was like, no, we have four automatic wins. Yeah, we literally have four wins. automatic wins on the schedule. So six and six is still by no means successful. But if they can turn it around, and I'm saying they have to compete against Louisville or FSU, one of those two games they need to stay within striking distance in the second half. Yeah, BC always plays FSU very they do. close. They do. The, the FSU is a very fast team. Uh, we've got a big physical defense, so sometimes that kind of counteracts FSU. I don't know if anyone can stop Lamar Jackson from Louisville. No, no. He's, he's the obvious Heisman winner yeah. at this point in the season. Um, so I don't expect much from from BC in that game, which is not. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, we, I, we played very well yeah. last week. We've if we can compete against a few yeah. good teams, I expect us to be able to score a few touchdowns. Louisville's defense is not dominant. We're going to get raced all over by Lamar Jackson. I have no complaints about that. But I, you know, you just want to see them at least play good football. You don't want to see them lose. You know, against Clemson, they shot themselves in the foot. I yeah. mean, they they had a, they actually had a chance to be in the game against Clemson, and they just they threw it away. You can't have a game like that in order to keep the confidence of the fans. So, well, speaking of Louisville, it is Military Appreciation Day. Um, I'm not sure if BC will be wearing those American yeah, jerseys sure. this year, but um, it is Military Appreciation Day. They'll they'll have a bunch of events going on throughout the game, um, and you can wear your American flag apparel to the game, um, and that's going to be. Uh, Military Appreciation Day this year is the Louisville Right, game. right. So there you go. And then uh, last sports note, just a quick uh, side note, BC Hockey is back in action. We saw them on TV uh, at the end of last week on Friday night. Uh, they were back at Conti Forum playing against Providence, and they got a win. Uh, made me a little reminiscent of, of going to those hockey games. I definitely miss it a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one that we can be going to this year is Frozen Fenway, which is back at Fenway Park. Uh, the last time BC had it a few years ago, it was a blast. It was uh, a blast. Coldest, one of the very, coldest very cold. nights I've ever been outdoors in yeah, Boston was yeah. frozen Fenway but knowing that this year prepare it's yeah. so cool to watch very cool I mean even in, in I mean we watched football at Fenway we watched yeah. football at, in the pinstripe bowl in New York now we get to watch hockey in Fenway mm-hmm. just to see a sport that's not supposed to be played in that stadium yeah, yeah. It is so it's so incredible yeah. I would recommend it yeah so absolutely we'll talk about that as it gets a little bit closer so that's our BC minute to start the show uh well so we'll keep you updated with that as we go forward and now moving into the second quarter, we have another game show with Know Your Tents. Well, now we welcome my fabulous cousin, Will Campbell, to the podcast. Will, how are you doing? I'm feeling good, Steve. How about you? I'm feeling good. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you excited? I'm excited and nervous. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> you shouldn't be nervous. There's a great prize if you win, though. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so the rules are, you you know the rules. It's pretty much uh, self-explanatory, but know your tens. I'm going to give you a category, and you're going to have to name the top. You're going to get 15 chances to name the top 10 of, of this category. Okay? All right. All right. Let's do it. So we're going to start off um, in honor of Halloween, Will. All right. We need you to name the top 10 best-selling Halloween candies in the U.S. this year, according to USA Today. And that's by Pure Spend. Which candies? Which candies? I'm going to go Snickers, number one. All, All right. right. Snick- Snickers, Snickers is number, is number three. Oh. So that doesn't matter. Ooh. So you still, get, you still get the point. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter what order. 
Reese's. Reese's is number one at $509.85 million in sales. Two for two. Two for two, two. two, Will. Twix. Twix, number six at $116.13 million in sales. Three for three. So you've got, Will, recap, you've got number one Reese's, number three Snickers, and number six Twix. You've got, those are your three guesses, so you've got a bunch more, 12 more. Milky Way. Nice. You get nervous? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Milky Way is number nine with $93.4 million this year. So you've got one. Now it can be any candy. It doesn't have to be chocolate. It can be any candy. The top ten. Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) Laffy Taffy's not America's favorite. All right. So so that's five guesses, Will. You're four for five. Um, You have the number one candy, the number three candy, the number six candy, and the number nine candy. You're you're all over. I'm gonna go with Kit Kat as my next guess. Kit Kat is correct. Number five at three hundred six point five million. Wow! All right, five for six. Will you're doing great. There's only Mm. five left. Five left. Sorry. Wait, one, two, three, four, five left. Five left. Candy, candy, candy. (laughs) Three Musketeers. Give me three Musketeers. Correct. That's number seven at $100.7 million in sales. All right. I will say America loves chocolate. They (laughs) love chocolate. All right. It gets a little harder from here, but you still have the candies on the board are the number two candy, the number four candy, the the number eight, and the number 10. See, there's four more, and you've guessed Tootsie Rolls six times. Give me Tootsie Rolls. No Tootsie Rolls. (laughs) No Tootsie Rolls. America doesn't agree with my favorite candy. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a unique individual, Will. That's why. <laughs> I guess so. Hmm. I'm going to go with Twizzlers. Give, give me some Twizzlers. No Twizzlers. Damn. No Twizzlers. I do love Twizzlers, though, Will. I, suppo- I, I support that guess. <laughs> I support that guess wholeheartedly. Let's go Crunch Bars. Give me some Crunch Bars. Give me some Crunch. <laughs> No crunch no bars. No crunch bars. Dang. Jeez. All right. How many cold. guesses? How many guesses we got? All right. Well, you're at 11 guesses. So you have four more guesses to guess. And I got to get four, four for four. Actually, no, you have five guesses left and you got to get four right. That was your 10th guess. All right. So, but I will Pressure say, on. you got this, Will. The number two candy and the number four candy. You, you should be able to get those. Those ones. you got to get. Nerds. <laughs> Give me some nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nerds! All right, well, I'm gonna I give you a, I'm gonna give you a hint, okay? Because you only have four picks All left. Right. All right. And we won't count if you get them right. We're not gonna count them against you now. It's it's, it's yeah. you get four misses left. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'll give you a hint. There is only chocolate on the board. Oh wow! Yes. Only chocolate on the board. Mm-hmm. Or ch- or chocolate type. Candy. There's, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no like sugary sweets. There's right. no like uh, butterfingers. Give me butterfingers. No butterfingers. No butterfingers. That's a surprising. That's to a me. great guess though. Yeah. Remember when Bart Simpson used to endorse them? <laughs> yeah, that's that's back when it was in the top ten. No wonder it's not the top Probably. ten anymore. It fell off. <laughs> hmm. All right, so three left. Three guesses left. Will. You're gonna hate that you don't get number two. <laughs> I think I am. 
I'm brain stumped now. All those ants. <laughs> do you want to? Do I need to? Should I play the 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 ding song for you again so that you can get just get that get in that mood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll make me feel better. Did that help? Ooh. That help? Hershey's kisses. <laughs> Hershey's kisses. Let's go. Then. That's Hershey's. correct. Number four. <laughs> That was number four. So that's all, we just needed to get you to two. hear that. We just needed you to hear that ding again. I just had to. Felt good. Felt good. <laughs> all right. You've got three left, Will. Three candies left to go, and you've got three guesses. Three misses left. I'm going to go as crazy as this sounds. America wasn't with what I like, so I'm going to go with Almond Joy. Give me some Almond Joy. Let's oh, go! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those are so gross. <laughs> I hate them too, Will. I hate them so much. They're number ten they're on number the list. Ten on the list. Wow, way to pull that one out. <laughs> Eighty-two point two five million dollars in sales, all by oh, weirdos. Do you go with mounds? Give me some mounds. No, no, no you mounds. Definitely can't go mounds. Dang. I guess America has right. spoken. Almond Joy better than Mound. <laughs> All right, we got two wrong guesses left. I'd like to give one more hint. Okay. Um, the one of the two that you're missing, the number eight candy on here, uh, <coughs> shares a brand with a with a candy you've already guessed. So it's a flavor of one of the brands you've named. Flavor of one of the brands. It's got to be something dark chocolate. Let's go. Uh, dark chocolate Milky Way. Dark chocolate Milky Way. No, no luck. Ooh, I'll say luck. another hint. It's not dark chocolate. It's almost the oh, opposite. Wow. It's almost the opposite. Almost the opposite of dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> that was a misleading hint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will. By the way, you have one more miss left. So you're. This is a very important guess for you. I gotta go two for two. Hmm. And you're still going to be mad at yourself if you don't get number two on this list. I bet. Um, what other chocolate is there? <laughs> I guess two more at least. <laughs> <laughs> You've named all except two. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't built that into the game yet, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. I was just gonna yell down to my mom. <laughs> Actually, that's you could probably do that. That's approved. If that's you want, approved. that's approved. If you yell. All right. Hey, mom. I'm on Steve's game show. <laughs> Name a chocolate that sells good at Halloween. <laughs> I already said Kit Kat. I already said Tootsie Rolls. Ooh, those mintins. Is that your guess? I'm going to go with mintins. Right, let's mints. Go, go with mintins. <laughs> Damn. Aunt Joe doesn't it have it. It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. All right, Will, are you ready to hear right. the ones you missed? You did really great. Outstanding round. Eight for ten is great. Eight for ten is really good. Um, all right, so number eight. Number eight candy is Hershey's Cookies and Cream. That was the one. That, uh, that was the flavor. That uh, one's tough. That's surprising. That's on, that's on the top ten. And number two, yeah. Number two is pretty embarrassing for you. Is M and M's. The regular Hershey's bar. M and M's. 
Oh my God. <laughs> M&M's will. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> have you heard of them? Uh, I've heard. I've heard of those crazy things. <laughs> uh, well, Will, Dang. you were. You did. Sp- you did spectacular. Yeah. You really did. Eight out of ten is definitely not bad. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Know your tens. Did you have fun? I had a blast. This was great. All right. Well, listen. I'd like to be a return guest if possible. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. You absolutely can be. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Will, well, um, I'll send you this tomorrow so you can pass it along and Aunt Joe can hear all the uh, awesome. cho- all the chocolates that you missed. <laughs> all the t- especially M and M's. That's br- oh, that's man. brutal. That's just. That's amateur. Ouch. That's amateur. <laughs> you got to practice for next time. I will. Now <laughs> I know what to expect. <laughs> All right, Will. Well, thank you so much. You were a great guest. Um, and I'll see you in two weeks, man. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. going to be a blast. Lukey's birthday. Oh, man. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. All right. See you later. See you, Brad. Love you, Will. Love you, Steve. So, excellent, excellent performance from Will. Huge uh, and his, performance. And his, debut. <laughs> and, his, and his mom. The assist to his mom. Um, <laughs> Couldn't help as much. That was one of the best improvisations we've had on a game show so I far. I was dying laughing. We, we, had, to, we had to pause. You uh, probably heard us dying laughing. Um, so that was, that was excellent. Eight for ten. Eight for ten's good. Great job. Eight for ten's good. Will, spectacular we, job. We do, in the early stages of these game shows, sort of tend to mold the rules a little bit and let, yeah. allow, allow a few more misses. Um but it's eight for ten is great, and eight so I, I think I think it's actually fine. Once you get into the final five, you know, just do misses because yeah. it's getting down to the wire there. You don't want them to be on a roll, but be out we'll, of guesses. We'll you know, develop on the fly. Once so, once uh, we have a legit prize, we'll make rules. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So until then, we have uh, non-legit prizes, but still legit contestants. Oh, yeah. So we will have another legit contestant coming on for the next edition of Who Done Did It. All right, and now we have another edition of Who Done Did It with Now That Has Caught Up to Know Your Tens with a catchy uh, intro song. I love that intro a, song, too. <laughs> a deep cut from Spotify, uh, Who Did It by AK Love, I believe. Um, not findable anywhere on the internet except for on Spotify. So uh, now we introduce our second guest of the show, which is Reed, who is joining us to play Who Done Did It. What's going on, Reed? What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Yay, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> yeah, long-time first-time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. There you All go. Right. So, uh, so the premise of Who Done Did It, uh, most of the fans know, but we're going to run through, every time we run through a list of things that athletes or somebody has said or done, and the caller needs to identify who it is. Today's edition is Hilarious Sports Quotes. Now, this is a lot more difficult than some of the ones we've done in the past. La- our last contestant, read. I don't know if you heard, Zach, we made them pretty easy, and he got all of them. So. yeah. yeah. This might be a little too okay, far. Well, we, this might be a little too far. We definitely don't want that, right? <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't want that. So don't get all of them right, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, so we may have overcompensated, but um, we did make these multiple choice. So um, we felt these were hard enough that multiple choice was best suited for this. So here we go. What's going to happen is Steve and I are going to alternate. We're going to read you a famous quote. Uh, and also, you know, the, the point of these quotes is that they're funny. There's, there's some, they're very stupid or like something that made zero sense that just like you, you scratch your head or laugh or whatever. So uh, these are these quotes and they're said by these goofy athletes and you need to identify who said it. You ready, Reed? Yep, ready. All right, there's eight of them. So here's number one. Quote, kids are great. That's one of the best things about our business. All the kids you get to meet. 
It's a shame that they have to grow up to be regular people and come to the games and call you names. Is that A, LeBron James, B, Charles Barkley, C, Ray Lewis, or D, Deion Sanders? A, LeBron James. Give me A, LeBron James. Final answer. Incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) That is Charles Barkley. Oh, man. I don't know if LeBron James would ever say, I don't want them to call me names. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He's he's pretty arrogant guy. I thought I was leaning towards LeBron because he had that comment about people having to go to their normal jobs after losing an NBA Finals game. So <laughs> I figured that was up his alley. There you go. All right, ready for question number two, Reed? I'm ready. I knew I was dog meat. Luckily, I'm the high-priced dog meat that everybody wants. I'm the good quality dog meat. <laughs> I'm the Alpo of the NBA. Is that A, Shaquille O'Neal, B, Kobe Bryant, C, Kevin Garnett, or D, Greg Oden? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Give me Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. That is correct. That is Shaq. Right. Nice. Called himself the top quality dog meat. So, <laughs> All right, so one for two. Here we go. Uh, quote number three. This player, when told that 50% of baseball players were using steroids, this is what he said. Quote, well, I'm not one of them, so that's 49% right there. Is that A, Alex Rodriguez, B, Pedro Martinez, C, Ricky Henderson, or D, Roger Clemens? Um, I'll say D, Roger Clemens. Give me D, Roger Clemens. Incorrect. That one is C, Ricky Henderson. Roger Clemens definitely used steroids a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I think he denied it at one point, though, so... <laughs> All right, so. whatever. I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna stop trying to defend my wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number four. Reed. The quote is: Chemistry is a class you take in high school or college, where you figure out two plus two is ten or something. Is that A. Cam Newton, <laughs> B. Bryce Harper, C. Dennis Rodman, or D. Alex Ovechkin? Uh, Dennis Rodman. Give me Dennis Rodman. Correct. Nice. All right. All right. Okay. Two for four. That's pretty pretty good yeah, right now. Pretty 50%. Good. Not too bad. You should be able to get this next one. I think so, too. I think so, too. Okay. So here's the quote. Quote, I'm traveling to all 51 states to see who can stop 85. A, Aaron Hernandez. B, Chad Ochocinco. C, Randy Moss. Or D, Chris Carter. Uh, it's got to be Ocho Cinco. Give me Chad Ocho Cinco. Correct. All right. Three for five. The number was a little bit of a <laughs> that's, hint there. That's a it's layup. Good. It's, a, it's a good quote, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was me doing. All, All right. right. Three for five. Number six. Don't say I don't get along with my teammates. I just don't get along with some of the guys on my team. Is that A, Michael Jordan, <laughs> B, Corey Dillon, C, Dwight Howard, or D, Terrell Owens? Terrell Owens. Give me Terrell Owens. Correct. Four for six. Getting on a little bit of a roll here. Reed, you're crushing it. All right, yeah. What can I say? I like sports quotes. (laughs) All right, Reed, you have two you have two questions left. How do you feel? Do you think you can what what do you think your shots are here? Uh I think I have about four out of six chance to get the last two right. 
that's 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 some good. Uh, that's a brilliant deduct- answer. Good that's a deduction right for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number seven. This, these these last two are kind of tough. Number seven. Quote. Okay. Quote. Ray Lewis is the type of guy. If he were in a fight with a bear, I wouldn't help him. I'd pour honey on him <laughs> because he likes to fight. That's the type of guy that Ray Lewis is. A. Shannon Sharp. B. Terrell Suggs. C. Joe Flacco. Or D. Bill Belichick. Oh, well, it's probably a guy who was a teammate of his. He's giving him praise. Shannon Sharp. Give me Shannon Sharp. Correct. Wow. Nailed it. Yes. All right. Good for you. Because right. there's, there's, there three three te- there's three Ravens, Ravens there. teammates there. Yeah. Terrell Suggs and Joe Flacco, too. Good call, Reed. Damn. All right. Here, so what do we got? Five for seven, right? Five for seven, and we're going into uh, the final the last question. one, number eight. This is a tough one. You ready? Ready. All right. Quote, God created the sun, the stars, the heavens, and the earth, and made Adam and Eve. The Bible never says anything about dinosaurs. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. Someone actually saw Adam and Eve. No one ever saw a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is that A, Daryl Strawberry, B, Tory Hunter, C, Carl Everett, or D, Chuck Knobloch? Oh, that one's tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, one's, that one's really hard. You can't uh, deduce anything from that one. Nine- 90s baseball players. Uh, I'll say Chuck Knobloch. Give me Chuck Knobloch. Mm. Incorrect. Incorrect. That one is Carl Everett. Oh, man. Chuck so, Knobloch's the that best. That's the best name on the board. Yeah, there, it is. Though, it for is. sure. It is. Yeah. So five for eight yeah. is good. Like I, I know you might not believe me, but that's good. This was this was our toughest round, and five for eight is a great round yeah. in that. So. Yeah, I think you guys are trying to make me feel good. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted all eight. <laughs> I'm pretty well, disappointed. Though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gl- we're glad you're disappointed. We will probably have an- you will have another shot at this. These seem to be re- recurring games now, um, and Who Done Did It is definitely right up your alley. So I yeah. think you might be able to get eight out of eight or, next time. Or we can get him on Know Your Tens. Or Know Your Tens. You'd be a good Know Your Tens guy because you you like to deduce stuff. You like to figure it out. And talk it out, and that's yeah. good for Know Your Tens. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just you know this was fun. This is a shame. This is the first time I'm on the podcast. I know it's been it's been too long. Now. I know forty one episodes, Reed. Yeah, we had, Reed, we only had forty one weeks to get you on. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> well, better better late than never, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, you'll be back on again soon to redeem yourself on Know Your Tens for sure. So uh, practice up okay, until great. then. Practice up. But guys, I have before I go, I have one question for you two. All, All right. right. And I think he, I think you might have a guess at what it is. <laughs> is a hot is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> hang that up, hang up. That's a great him. question. All right, Reed. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, Reed. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye. All right. So thanks to Reed and Will for both uh, being great contestants again. Uh, I know Reed felt like we were consoling him, but five of eight is is better than I. We it, need to. I don't know. Are people really smart, or are we just making questions too easy? So, I mean, I think that. That's the candy question, it, you can get five easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the quote questions, I would have no idea on any of those. Yeah, but but they were multiple choice. Like I mean, like he wouldn't have gotten any of those if they weren't multiple choice. Maybe the Ocho Cinco one, probably. But Maybe, yeah. you know, so I mean, I think that you know when we design when I designed those ones, it's really to try to get a round five out of eight. I feel like that's like what we would want people to get. Like yeah. we don't want people getting like two out of eight. You know, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that was also a good round. I think uh, he pulled a couple good answers out of there that, you know, when it looked like it could have gone ugly fast. He played it well. He, he played it well. So, so great job, Reed. Great job, Will. Both of you guys uh, playing well in the games. And again, another call to our listeners. Get in line for, for shows. Yeah, we, we there's, want, we we've want got you guys up. someone lined up for next week for yep. one. So ask us in, if you're the first. Yeah. yeah, And these games are fun. You know these games are fun. These and, games and, are great. And you don't, have, you don't even have to worry about being embarrassed because you know you've seen what's happening. Everybody's getting them all right. So yeah. it's just a big party. It's a big yeah, party. Yeah, you'll get all of them right. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. Just come on and join us. <laughs> we won't, definitely won't make them harder on you. So, um, so that brings us to sports, which is uh, our sort of uh, towards the end of the podcast for the first time in a while. I think yeah. we're doing sports. Um, but nonetheless, we'll do it. So uh, a few main topics. We'll start. Uh, there's not too much to talk about except for the major ones, which is the World Series is the big one. And then a couple uh, other smaller topics. So let's start. Uh, good timing for us World Series wise. Today's the off day. So we get to record. We don't have to miss anything. When you listen tomorrow morning uh, on Tuesday morning, the it's the World Series is the same status it was when we're talking about it here. So that's a first. That's a first. So yeah. Usually, it's usually it's happening that while we're podcasting or something. That's why so, it's called "You Heard It Here Second. <laughs> exactly. Now, now they're listening to it first. Um, so the Cubs uh, stave off elimination with a win three to two in Game Five uh, in Chicago. First World Series win at Wrigley Field in seventy whatever seventy one years or something. Yeah. Um, so that forces a game six where, you know, I, I don't want to say that you're starting to get I, I don't want to say you're panicking or anything like that if you're Cleveland. But, you know, it, it, you see it all too frequently in these types of series when it's three to one as opposed to three to zero. You know, three to one can kind of have that sense of security that maybe is a little misleading. You know, suddenly you're in a game six. You don't want to be in a game six if you had a chance to close it out. So the Indians failed to close it out. Not necessarily much of their own fault. I mean, great pitching performances from the Cubs. What did you think of Game Six and the way that that was managed on both sides? Again, and, yeah, I was say again, spectacular management in in these games. I mean, Joe Madden throwing Raldis Chapman in there for two and a third for eight outs, yeah, which is incredible for a closer and and first eight out save in like thirty years or yeah. something like that. Oh no, actually, first eight out save since Bumgarner Bum Bum in, in two thousand fourteen, Game Seven, and then before that it was yeah. a lot. So it doesn't yeah. happen often, um, and. and to his credit, he knew he had the off day here. It's a must-win game. Why There's Why no, keep yeah. your best pitcher on the bench if right. if you have to win a game? Yeah, and Madden also said as soon as he gets – he basically said beforehand, as soon as he got to roll his Chapman up and warming, Chapman was coming in the game. He wasn't going to mess around with up and then sitting back down and up and sitting back down on a cold night at Wrigley Field. When he's up, you know, forget about all these pitch count metrics and, like, what's good for a guy's arm if he throws too many pitches – you know it's bad for the guy's arm if he if he's up and down, warming up, war, and then cooling off, then warming up, cooling off, then then coming in and throwing forty pitches. You know he got him up, he put him in there, and he let him ride the rest of the game. And so, you know, it's managers feel like they're scared to do that nowadays. We've talked about this before, and these are the two guys that are not scared to do it. So that's great. Even Cody Allen for the Indians pitched, I think, two innings in this game with, with a one run uh, deficit because. He, you know, Francona recognized the urgency of this too. It's like, hey, we got to keep this game one. We have to keep this a one run game. There's an off day tomorrow. Everyone can rest up. Time to send your best guns out there. Yeah, so, so, so right now, after that spectacular game five last night, it's game six in Cleveland, game seven, Cleveland, Cleveland. So Cleveland has two chances at home to close it out. Uh, game six, the pitching matchup is Jake Arrieta versus Josh Tomlin. Who do you got? You know, I, I've. I've said this every time with every matchup in this series, except for maybe Kluber. I take the Cubs on paper. You know, Arietta's better than Tomlin on yes. paper. Um, 
I mean, so I will take I will take the Cubs to four seven. I also I also feel that if the Cubs would lose this series, seven is the most fitting way for them to lose it to to just crush yeah. everyone in game seven. Um, so I do think Arietta can win this game, but uh, but again, I mean, just with a grain of salt because these guys on these Indians pitchers just have been proving everyone wrong this entire playoff run. I mean, Josh Tomlin was the pitcher in the against the Red Sox in game three, the game that I went to, and it was like. Tomlin's pitching like we should we'll score 10 runs on Tomlin like, like that's just like the mentality for some reason that people have like where this guy's a pitcher in the World Series who's been pitching well all playoffs and you know people are still going to write them off they're still writing this team off they're still the writing three, them off. With, after winning three games in the World Series it's like how long can you write this team off for it doesn't I don't know but I'm still going to sit here and do it I'm going to I'm still <laughs> going to take Arietta and the Cubs in game six um, but I will say I would be very surprised if the Cubs can win both of these games against this pitching staff. I So I'm going to take the opposite. I think you're right. This team's been written off, especially the pitching. Even when they lose, they don't lose by they, much. Yeah. They're, they're very close games. So at, at some point... And the Cubs look lost at the plate. And some Yeah, at some, at some point, it's going to break. So Jake, let's say Jake Arrieta beats Josh Tomlin. I've got Tomlin winning. Game 7 will also be in Cleveland home field advantage. Kyle Hendricks versus Corey Kluber. I, so Corey Kluber is better on paper, but Kyle Hendricks... People forget was a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, yeah, he he's the fifth starter on the Cubs during the year, and everyone can't even name who he is, and he's the best pitcher on the Cubs. Yeah. Um, and he worked his way up to be basically the number three starter in in the playoff rotation, but behind Lester and Arietta, and was better than those two guys for for stretches. You know, um, I cannot pick against Kluber. I've watched Kluber now in this series twice, and I cannot pick against that guy. I mean. It's just filthy what he's been doing, and, and and we know what he is. He's he's won the Cy Young before. This isn't out of nowhere, and he's got his stuff right now. And he's going to be on decent rest, I think. I, I mean, it might technically be short rest, but with the day off, with you know, with the emotions of this World Series, I'm not worried at all about his stamina in a Game Seven. You know, plus the fact that you know, if you want to even take it a step further, I'm going to think that if so, so I don't know. If, this might not even be a stretch to say this. If there is a Game Seven. For between these two teams, I'm going to say that Miller and Allen are both rested for that game. I was going to say I, if Miller and Allen pitch in Game Six, the Indians are winning. Miller didn't pitch Game Five, right? And now they have right. a rest day, and and, at, and that he's their yeah. best, yeah, best bullpen I mean, guy. Yeah. And him and Allen are a combo, though. I mean, I mean, they haven't been bringing Miller in in ninth inning situations. Not that I think he would be poor in that situation mm-hmm. or anything, but they they really want to have both guys. And and Allen probably will be ready after a day off, even though he pitched a lot. But what I'm saying is, is if the Cubs win this game, then chances are those guys aren't going to be strained very much because it means that they got to Tomlin, I'm thinking. So given that, if you're going into Game 7 with Kluber and then with Miller and Allen healthy and rested, I don't know how you can pick against the Indians in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had the Indians winning since yeah. the beginning, since the playoffs started. So I'm rooting for the Indians. I, I'm. It's a win-win either way. It's going to be nice to see both franchises. They both deserve a World Series. Uh, but I, I like yeah. I said, I just think this team is it's the weirdest thing because they have no stars yet. Everyone's yeah. playing out of their minds. It is. And, and you know, <laughs> we I guess you never flipped on it. I flipped on it. We've said this. We've been, we were saying this for a long time. And this is the ex- this Indians team is the exact team that would beat the Cubs when they're supposed to win. Yes. Like, like this is I like, love it. We said it for months and, and I don't know why I left. It. I don't know why I departed from that because it was you, so you, you weirdly became on the Cubs bandwagon. And for after well, I, I knew both of us were Cleveland or Cleveland all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that's true. But it probably, you know, what factored in was that the, the Indians beat the Red Sox subconsciously probably that factored true. into my, into my rooting. But 
but it, but still, I mean, I like the Indians team. I like all the players in the team. Um, and you know, and this is exactly what we said. When these teams are cursed, they're they're just they're not going to win when everyone thinks they are. And of all the teams to beat them, this is the exact team that has no good players on paper. Like, so, like I mean, like here, no superstars. Here's the question: Do you think because we've said it so often that you can't win unless you're supposed to, and this is the yeah. Indians are the best team to beat the Cubs? That we've jinxed the curse, mm, so we're reversing the, we're double, the curse. We're yeah. double, like it's a double, double jinx. Crossed it, yeah. Yeah, so now they're gonna win. Probably, yeah. Do you think probably, it's yeah, us that did that's, it? That's probably us. Yeah. So if they win, it's us. And, and if, if, they, they, if lose, they lose, we called it. We called it yeah, exactly. Right, right. Cool. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I'm down with that. Right, um, moving on so to other game six comes big up news. On, on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. Big news, and I'll let you start with this because it means more to Ugh. you than it does to me. But Jamie Collins, one of the Patriots, if not the Patriots' best defender. Uh, was traded to the Browns today for a third-round compensatory pick. Um, what are your thoughts? So, you know, I, I think he's definitely one of their top three defenders. That There's no doubt about that. I think the Hightower is their best defensive player, but Collins is certainly right there. He has been since they came into the league together. Ah, oh, man. So this is just such a this is such a Belichick arrogance move. This is, like the, this is the way I've characterized this. So, so to give you the details, the Patriots, out of completely out of nowhere today, traded Jamie Collins to the Cleveland Browns, the 0-8 Cleveland Browns, a player that's due for a new contract this offseason. So, like, not even a long-term security for the Browns um, for a third-round compensatory pick. So, essentially, for nothing. because And for the, literally for the Browns, for nothing. Because if then Collins leaves in free agency, the Browns will get a third-round compensatory pick for him. So, yeah. they literally are not paying anything for Jamie Collins if, unless they keep him and they pay the so third-round So, what pick. is the... And I, and I understand we don't, we're not in the locker room, so mm-hmm. we can't actually see what they're doing. Bill Belichick's obviously built a dynasty here. He can do whatever he wants, right. and there's he's got reasons for everything. But what could be the reason behind... Rather than letting him leave to free agency and still most likely getting that same pick right what's the the like why would you cut him now is he was it a bad team environment or was he so, getting in off-field stuff i don't know about or or how could so this have come about? to my knowledge no off-field stuff um what the reports are indicating uh several people started tweeting you know whether it be like uh, screenshots of of plays from the last few weeks or whatever so, so a couple, a couple fun facts. Uh, Collins played 100% of the Patriots' defensive snaps through the first four weeks of the season. Um, over the next four games, uh, his snap count dwindled to the point where this past week against the Bills, he played 62% of their defensive snaps, which is just over half of their defensive snaps, which is, which is extremely does not happen for a star linebacker yeah. in your defense. So something was happening there. Then people started bringing up the fact that apparently Collins had been ignoring play calls and freelancing on defense. Um, I guess one of the Bills' big gains early in that game this weekend was due to Collins basically completely leaving his gap assignment to do something that you know he felt was better. You know, he's freelancing. That that wouldn't surprise me if that was the reason because and, that is all like that's all Belichick and the Patriots care about. To their yes. to their credit, they care about the system. Yes. They don't care who's in it. They care about the person if they're following the system exactly that's that whole do your job it's not a it's not a rallying cry it's exactly you do the job i'm telling you to do and if not someone yeah. else will do it and the thing is is that collins you know then more people started to come out of the woodwork and say well you know this is what jamie collins always has been that's what that's how he makes some of his huge plays is that he freelances like this people remember when he jumped over the line of scrimmage and blocked that field goal you know insanely athletic linebacker that's this is what he does. He freelances, and it was funny in the in the Cleveland Browns press conference introducing the or announcing the acquisition. 
Hugh Jackson, their coach, was asked the question. You know, someone brought up the reporter said, you know, reports have come out that Jamie Collins has been freelancing and Bill Belichick and not listening to him. And Hugh Jackson kind of laughed and said he can freelance for me. Yeah. Which which is a kind of a hilarious thing. He was joking, but it's a hilarious comment coming from the Browns who are 0 8. Like, that's why you're 0 8. But take him. But but it, it, it it was a joke. But the the nature of it was still kind of you can take something from it and that that's the type of player he is like so other other coaches are going to allow him to play that way how about this mm-hmm. comparison and it's probably not exact equal boogie cousins demarcus boogie cousins. cousins yeah i can great see great spectacular player kind of does what he's going to do anyway yeah. he doesn't really follow the coaches yeah. hard to cut because he's so good but you don't right. want him on your team because he's doing things yeah. that you don't want him to do i think that cousins is more disruptive in yes. like his locker room presence there was no indication that collins was any type of a disgruntled or disruptive force but um what i want to get to just my my overall my the summation of my thoughts on this is that i you know over the last whatever 16 years that belichick's been the coach of this team it, it's become very tough for me to question decisions he makes personnel wise you know uh, there, there's there's instances you can point to in the past he traded lawyer malloy way back when you know after they won the super bowl they traded lawyer malloy and then they ended up winning the next two super bowls and then they, you know, they trade uh, Logan Mankins inexplicably to the Bucks two years ago. Like your best offensive lineman, you trade him l- the week before the season started, and Brady's pissed about it. And they go on to win the Super Bowl that year. And you know, Wes Welker, they, 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 he cuts Wes Welker, and he's like, "I'm done with you." This college quarterback, Julian Edelman, stepping in for you, and everyone, yeah. everyone rips Belichick a new one and says, "What are you talking about? Welker's the leading rece- you know receiver in this in the history of the franchise." So. I've learned over time that I just I'm just going to swallow my my pride when I am talking about Belichick's personnel decisions. But it infuriates me that he does not at least do his diligence to get the value for the player that he should get. If he decided that he can move on from Collins, I'm fine with it. You know, I, I honestly am OK with it. He's you know, the other reports that we didn't mention, he was asking for Von Miller money. Apparently, I don't know if I, I don't know if you had heard. I that. I did hear that. So yeah. Collins supposedly was asking for Von Miller money, which is hilarious, by the way, <laughs> um, because there's no way he deserves Von. Nobody deserves Von Von Miller money, or at least you can't phrase it that way. Yeah, because you're not Von Miller. But um, either way, if he decided he didn't want him anymore, that's fine. But it just kind of irks me that, you know, he at worst case bench him. You know, he, he's he's more depth than your linebacking core, and you know, then some people would say that that would cause drama and might be a distraction, whatever. So. Ultimately, I can't find myself being that mad about it, but I really just wish that he would that he would call a bunch of teams and figure out what he can get for the guy because I just have a feeling that a third round pick is not the market value. Com- do you think that comes a bit from because he he's he does it all? He's the the yeah football operation football operations guy. The he's the do you have a GM or is he the GM? No, he's the GM. He's the GM. Yeah. He's the head coach. Do you think it comes from not having enough time to actually do that? Because that's what a GM's job is. GM's yes. job is to to talk to other teams and to basically oversee this thing that you're yes. doing and not have to deal with the day-to-day intricacies. So Belichick's more like, he's probably really good, but I, cause he, you mentioned, yes. he, he said he didn't even talk to the Browns. Yes. He didn't even talk. To yes, them. yes, yes. Times a hundred. Uh, th- uh, this is, that was my thought today. I'm glad you brought it up cause I forgot about it. Uh, I thought of that at one point today and I was going to say, this is probably the biggest. In fact, I will say this is the biggest drop back to a guy like Belichick doing it all and being the coach and the GM is that this is not a first-time thing either. He has made decisions to cut guys that you could have gotten value for. Like, unquestionably, you could have gotten something for them in a trade. And he does not have the time to go call 31 other NFL teams and gauge what the market value of a player is. He and doesn't you, have time to do that. And you can't, as a, as a head coach slash GM, say, 
this guy's on the chopping block because right. that throws everything off. everything off, yeah. in, like the team chemistry off. Because right. and that's the only way to reach that many players as the head coach and the GM, or that many coaches as the head coach and the GM, mm-hmm. would be to basically throw up a red flag and say, "Hey, taking all offers." Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And, that, and he would you would gotten way more offers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. And so and yeah, that's so yes. The answer to the question is now. One final thought on that is that there is a, a, a train of thought that would say potentially they eliminated any potential playoff team from a team they would trade Collins to, and I can understand that. Um, you know, if, if his main goal Not, truly was you, to dump are, the guy, you're going to really t- sit here and tell me that if the Cavs win the NBA championship, the Indians win the World <laughs> Series, that the Browns aren't going to come back and win the Super Bowl. You're honestly going to sit here and tell me that. <laughs> Hey, anything's possible. The Browns could run it, go eight and eight. Jamie, maybe Jamie Collins is the reason that the Patriots have been winning all these games. Um, either way, I, I just that, that's really all I have to say. But I, I think that it's I'm not that mad. But I'm just the only thing that angers me is that it's just a, such a stupid trade. The trade itself is just so dumb. It's so imbalanced. There's not there's no fairness in the trade. Like you didn't get good value for it. So it's not that Collins is gone. I think the defense will be okay. There's a lot. They have a lot of depth at linebacker, but. Uh, a little bit, a little bit agitating, and your point is is spot on with being the GM and the coach. It's the biggest drawback. So cool. Well, that's something that uh, you'll hear a lot about on not just you heard it here second, but Boston Radio. That's going to be a big topic yep. that you're going to get sick of by next week when they blow out whoever they're playing. And, and <laughs> the Seahawks actually, the Seahawks are going to blow out the Seahawks. Everyone's <laughs> going to forget about Jamie Collins. Um, last, we'll just touch on it. Uh, the Thunder, the Thunder have re-signed. Uh, Victor Oladipo and Steven Adams, uh, two huge young pieces in their, uh, their I guess, new team. It's a pretty new team, Victor Oladipo, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, no, he's Warriors, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but the Thunder re-signed Oladipo, four years, $84 million. Steven Adams, four years, $100 million. Pretty big contracts for, yeah. I wouldn't say unproven Guys, but guys who aren't superstars. Rel- relatively unproven. And four years yeah. is a lot in the NBA. Yeah. Four, it's, uh, I mean, Victor Oladipo, he was on the Magic. I'm a big Magic fan. I saw what he can do. He's a very good defender. Yeah. Never kind of came into his own in the offense, but now that he, right. he has weapons around him, maybe he will. Um, Steven Adams, I think, is totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a hard-nosed big guy, and that's kind of what they need yeah. in order to he- complement um, – Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and, I think Adams is a, he's a really important part of that team. It's just funny to see the landscape of the NBA that that the guy you just described, like a hard nosed, really important big man, is a twenty five million dollar a year player now. It's crazy. And like, I mean, you look at the money that are, that's now been shelled out on this team, and you've got Westbrook, Oladipo, and Stephen Adams. That's your quote unquote big three. Like when we talked about LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, like that's the new era big three in the NBA because they're making big three money. Yeah. And that's what every team is making. It, like all these guys are making it. And it's, it started for me to question, like I'm very, very interested and excited now to see what happens three years from now, let's say, when all of these NBA teams have no money left to sign any new guys. Well, I don't know the, the deal behind the new CBA, yeah. or they, but they're upping the salary cap. They will, cap. yeah. The salary cap so, is going up more. So everyone's going to get paid astronomically more yeah. very soon. So right. this might have been a very smart play by the Thunder yeah, to lock true. these guys up and pay them a lot less. Because next year, it's the re- same reason why LeBron always, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, like, opts yeah. out of his contract yeah. and right. does one-year contracts because... They keep renegotiating these TV yeah. deals that leave so much money yeah. on the table. And, for and he does he doesn't need to secure his future in case he like gets bad or something. Like that's not a concern of his or he's, or any NBA superstar. He's probably his skills are probably physically insured by an insurance company more yeah. than I'll make in my entire life, or even <laughs> yeah. like consider making my entire yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. So 
interesting to see the landscape of the NBA, but that's just a, a footnote that a few more massive contracts uh, dealt out this week, uh, even after the season has started. So uh, that wraps up sports, and I think we'll head into the final drive at this point. So uh, you want to go first? One, yep, quick, go uh, one quick pop culture note. Uh, Francisco Lindor stole a base, and we all get tacos. Free Doritos Locos Tacos. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Taco Bell News. <laughs> We're doing live sound effects uh, now. Live, so. yeah. So Francisco Lindor stole a base. We all get tacos. Uh, free Doritos Locos Tacos this Wednesday, November 2nd, at any Taco Bell from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. So if you live near one, you don't live in Boston because there's none in Boston. But <laughs> if you live somewhere else and you're near Taco Bell, free Dur- free Doritos Locos Tacos Wednesday, Wednesday, November 2nd, 2 to 6 p.m. There you go. Perfect. So you want to go first or second on the I'm gonna final I'm going to go drive? second on the final second. drive. All righty. I'll go first. Sticking with the basketball note, just a side uh, kind of a Celtics note here. Last week I did a Celtics note also on the uh, prediction for the season. This is another prediction, but a uh, more focused prediction, and it's just something I came up with after watching the first couple of games of the Celtics season. They're two and one, and I'm gonna and I'm making a call right now. I'm saying Avery Bradley for the first time in his career will be an All Star this year. Uh, for last year for Bradley, first team All Defense, which is a big accolade for him. Obviously, one thing that people forget about guys in the NBA is that they're not all LeBron Jameses and Kevin Durant's and Anthony Davises who come out of college or high school or college immediately and are superstars. Some guys take a while to develop, and Avery Bradley is 25 years old. He's been in the league for, this is his sixth year now. It's a similar path to like a guy like Steph Curry, and I'm not saying that he's this, he's going to develop into the same thing, but Steph Curry was in the year for four or five leagues and hadn't become a superstar before he did. Um, Bradley's been getting better and better every year. First team all defense last year, and now this year, uh, shooting threes at a 66% clip. So how is many he Steph games, Curry? How I don't know. So three. He's at three games, so he's on pace to shoot 66% for the year. Um, so... But no, I think that if he can continue to shoot the three ball well and play first team all defense, that that qualifies you as an all star in, in today's NBA. So uh, that's my that's my prediction. Avery Bradley's going to be an all star this year for the first time in his career. Lock it in, place your bets. All right, uh, my final drive is um, if you listen to podcasts regular regularly, you might know that Blue Apron sponsors a lot of podcasts. I recently got a free week from uh, my good friend, shout out Kim Curtis, uh, a blue a free week of Blue Apron. And the meals showed up, and it was, it, I'm halfway through them. I've done, well, I'm a little over half, two-thirds of the way. I've done two meals out of three. Um, and then here's my quick review. It's it's the real deal. It's definitely for people who want to cook. It's not a color-by-numbers, cook-by-numbers type thing. It's still very difficult. Um, the food is spectacular. I've had two meals that, today I, I honestly said to you, I, I cooked this, it was a pizza. It was a uh, <laughs> smoked mozzarella, cabbage, Capers pizza, garlic crust. It was spectacular. Sounds easy to make a pizza. It took about 45 minutes. Mm. It was very, very difficult. Um, but it came out probably the best pizza I've ever had in my life, <laughs> and I made it myself. Um, it's Blue Apron's pretty expensive. I think you can get two free meals if you just sign up for the first time. So I would recommend giving it a shot. If not, it's two free, good, delicious meals that you cook yourself. But be aware, it, it takes some effort it's not for it's not made to just be through three free meals right. you really work for the meals um, but they're good so my review of blue apron so far two meals out of three i would give it 82 steve nicholas avocados wow, nice just under certified guac i'd need more time not going to pay for more time yeah, that's so a good early rating that's what you're going to get there you go that's a good early rating and i did have some of the pizza and i'll give the pizza uh 90 uh uh, dragon fruits. I'm gonna get the pizza, the pizza itself. I'm gonna give 98. 98. Certified yeah. guac all the way. Yeah. 
So Steve Nichols avocados. There we go. Blue Apron. Try it out. And uh, maybe that's a little pitch for them to sponsor us at some point. Please so, sponsor we'll us. And give us free food. So that's it for episode 41 of You Heard It Here Second. Thank you to Reed and Will for being great game show participants. And we'll see you guys next week for episode 42. 42. Later days.